Friday, October 30th. Fun fact about October 30th, three years ago today, I did my first YouTube video. Been quite the journey since then. I am Josh Engelman. I am joined by the boss man, Alex Baker. We are here to break down week eight in the NFL because this NFL season is going very quickly. Basically the halfway point now. Alex, how are you? Good, man. Congrats on three years of making videos. You got in the game before me, man. So I'm <laughs> trying to, still trying to catch up. Uh, week eight... I'll- I'll trade you. You can go back and do videos three years ago, and I'll take the money. <laughs> um, deal. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> we go. Uh, so you have a time machine. Now it all makes sense. Well, I always told you guys about how my model is based on the butterfly effect and how it's like people just try to model sports. I'm trying to model everything and then like how that affects it. Like, um, no one, no one's making the connection between how the Dodgers won the World Series and now that they did, the Rams are going to be in a better spot this weekend. So that's really the kind of analysis I do to, to try to make a difference. I love it. Sounds great. Butterfly effect. I need to rewatch that movie. Cla- <laughs> classic Ashton Kutcher. Uh Before we get started, everybody, please hit that like button. Helps us out a ton. Hit the subscribe button. I saw little murmurings going on in our internal Slack that we are close to, I think it was 40,000 subs. Let me make sure. Yeah, we're at 39,500 subscribers on YouTube. We would love to get to 40K. So go ahead and subscribe now. Hit the notification bell so you know when we go live. Why wouldn't you want to do that? It's the perfect time to do it. So I wanted to touch on one thing before we got started for building out week eight lineups. And I know you did a show with uh, NC Orfield 8K, which is naturally just, I want to say N Corfield, but I know that that's his last name isn't Corfield. Uh, It just catches me up when I try to look at it. But uh, one of our subs, Neil, uh, took down the Millie last week. Uh, You did an interview with him. You guys can find that video on our YouTube channel. I would highly recommend that you do that. But I have one or two questions about it for you, and then we can get into the lineup builds, if that works for you. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so I have... Congrats. Congrats to Neil. Uh, Neil, the XFL guy, as he goes by in our Slack chat. So it was fun seeing everyone sweating it in there. And uh, it was an exciting win because it all came down to this, uh, the last part of the the Arizona-Seattle game. And then it went to overtime. So it's like... He had to be feeling pretty good, but then it almost ended with a field goal. He would have finished a third, I think. So really the stars lined for him to to get to number one and take out a million bucks. Yeah, yeah. You you're gonna need a little bit of that no matter what <laughs> in a in a contest of this size. And that worked out perfectly for him, for us, for everybody involved that uh is positive for this information. Probably didn't work out all that well for the guys that finished second and third and fourth and all the other guys feel, around him i feel bad because the guy who finished second also was an awesome member he had the avatar up there so uh hopefully uh it's a sign of good things to come for, for that uh for him and uh you know the, that's always tough to finish second yeah, especially when the the swing is that massive. It's not like, oh, he won, you know, 750,000 instead of a million. It's it's a pretty pretty steep drop off, unfortunately. Yeah. You know, you're not mad mad, but you're not as happy as you want to be. I'm yeah, guessing. Definitely. Probably not. 
So I have a couple things pulled up on the screen right now. One of which is just simply you and Neil uh, on the left-hand side. You both played 150 lineups. Uh, I think it's interesting to see that you both had similar player pool sizes. Uh, Neil, 124 people in his player pool. You had 112. So you're, you're coming at it from a similar player pool size, which is interesting. I also have the overall exposures. You're both pretty concentrated to some of the higher owned plays on the slate. Uh, I've heard you mentioned previously, just because someone's chalky doesn't mean that they are bad. It's, it's not an immediate disregard of high ownership. Alvin Kamara was 50% owned in the Millie last week. You played him at 71%. Neil played him at 63%. Sometimes chalk is good. You expect Kamara to be good. Sometimes it's not even enough. When you see, I'm, I'm guessing you don't even bat an eye at it. You're just waiting for the next step to evaluate it. But is there anything you look at specifically when a guy is as heavily owned as someone like Kamara last week and you're still getting to him over the field? Yeah, definitely. Uh, this is tough to look at because Neil made more than a million dollars more than me in this contest. <laughs> <laughs> so just disregard all of my exposures here. Uh, it looks like the exposures are actually off the screen, if you can move them over. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. Um, so I, I think there's a huge difference between a guy like Kamara and a guy like Derek Henry because Kamara, a lot of his points were PPR points and being the number one receiver, basically, in New Orleans with all the other guys sideline, the, and the fact that he uh, completes a lot of short receptions that just added a really like steady uh, workload uh, of fantasy production into his game. Where Derrick Henry, you need a couple touchdowns to get there. So these guys couldn't be more different. Uh, Kamara, I mean, it's like the price just wasn't set to a point where uh, it it was reasonable in a, in a good matchup versus. Um, where it should have been, where, like, if Michael Thomas is out, maybe you'd expect Kamara to be, like, 9 or 10K. And then, similar story, Jamal Williams, you both ended up coming in north of the field, you very aggressively, uh, and it's another scenario where uh, it makes perfect sense to me. We didn't really have other players in that salary tier with the expected workload that Jamal Williams was going to get. Um is there a difference to you in the way that you would look to build your lineups for a projected high-owned expensive running back or expensive high-owned anybody versus an expensive or a an inexpensive high-owned player? So Kamara and Jamal Williams, two different sides of a coin. Kamara, very expensive, or at least relatively to the rest of the slate. Jamal Williams, essentially a free square. Do you manage that ownership differently in your construction? Well, yeah, I think it, it all comes down to how good of a play Jamal Williams was where, I mean, there was a good pivot in Gio Bernard uh, with Joe Mixon out. There was a question mark where maybe A.J. Dillon, I heard some people speculating that maybe A.J. Dillon could be uh, the uh, guy who gets more rushing attempts. Yeah, I, I wasn't really buying into that a ton, so that's why I really went all in on Jamal Williams because... Another guy that can get it done receiving the ball, and then if you get touchdown, this is gravy. Okay. 
So final question with regards to the Millie, and it's sort of uh, an inverse question. What is What are some of the things that you would want to do when you're building your lineups that change based on the size of the contest? So your entries into the Millie, a contest with 222,000 entries, going to be a little bit different than if this was a 150 max with, say, 5,000 entrants. What are some things that people could look at that are important to you based on the size of a contest? I just think taking more shots on low on players. Like one of my favorites this past week was Chris Godwin. He was only 1% owned, I think, in the Millie. And whenever you get a guy that is uh, so involved in the offense, that really sets him up big for having a performance that could win in GPP, even if he was a little bit expensive. So I think um, maybe going heavier on some of these 1% or 2% guys, especially if they're ones that are actually really good players and are just a little bit expensive, uh, that can pay off pretty big. Okay. I, I mean, uh, so we had Godwin at two and a half percent, which is essentially, you know, non-existent from an ownership perspective in a contest like this. You also went pretty heavy on Darren Waller, uh, 4% owned. I think he's a, would be in a similar bucket to Chris Godwin. Um, that ownership is not representative of his actual talent level. Uh, so going heavier on guys with maybe a, a higher baseline uh, makes a lot of sense. Uh, in a in a large field contest like this, because no one would have been surprised if Darren Waller scored, you know, two touchdowns and had a hundred yards last week. And to get something like that at four percent, I think is really interesting. We we talk so much of the industry. It, it's exciting to see the Millie, and obviously, you know, we're excited to have uh, Neil win it. You know, repping our logo. The large majority of people are not playing in the Millie Maker, or if they are, it's a, a single bullet and. I love trying to think about the relationship between ownership in a huge contest like the Millie in comparison to a lot of the smaller contests that we see on a day-to-day or week-to-week basis. So the idea of getting to someone like a Waller or a Chris Godwin, super low-owned in the Millie, not necessarily reflective on their skill set, maybe more of a price problem than anything else. Something to pay attention to moving forward. Definitely, yeah. I think... uh... The Millie Maker, it's the biggest uh, player pool in the uh, the industry for a reason. People love this contest, and it's a lot of fun trying to strategize for this. And sometimes making strategies for like the smaller, less exciting contest gets lost in the shuffle. So I'll try to cover it all. So we have a little bit of stuff going on right now. Um, sports are kind of on the back burner right now. It's a lot of NFL. Baseball done for a while. Basketball done for not a while, apparently, which is kind of exciting. But we still have NFL shows constantly. So coming up uh, immediately after this at 12 Eastern, Matt and Kyle will be doing their NFL start sit show. So if you're a season-long player, this will help you figure out, you know, should you be putting certain people in the lineup? Should you be taking them out? Matt and Kyle will go through all of that. We also have some free content for you if you're interested in taking a look at some of the stuff that we have on the website. The NFL Express Stack Tool is free for today. So if you want to see uh, the Express version of Alex's top stacks, that is free. And if you want to just switch up sports entirely, MMA rankings are free today. Uh, We have another UFC event coming tomorrow. So if you want to see where Alex stands from an MMA rankings perspective, Perfect opportunity to do this. Should be the last fight in the career of Anderson Silva in the UFC. 
that's a biggie that you don't want to miss that one. So MMA rankings, NFL Express stack tool. It is time to check that content out. And it is time, I believe, unless you have anything else that you want to add right now, it's time to go to the wheel. <laughs> as uh, as you said, MMA, it's time. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I'm so corny. <laughs> Very, very good Bruce Buffer. I, I, appreciate, <laughs> I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Thanks. It's time for the wheel. Cash on DraftKings. Cash on FanDuel. GPPs on DraftKings and FanDuel. It's time to spin the wheel. What will we build today? Here we go. Looking like FanDuel Cash starting it off for us. All right, I'll see. Let's do it. I've got the big board pulled up right now, so I'll switch it over to FanDuel. Uh, and then we'll get FanDuel main slate selected. We don't have any like weird games getting pushed or anything yet. It seems We seem to be relatively COVID-free right now. Well, there's the Chargers game. They had a positive. Ah, I forgot about that. Except the only thing that I keep seeing now is Trevor Lawrence, which will only be important next year. Not all that important <laughs> this year. Yeah. All right, so we've got the big board up. Let me also grab ownership for FanDuel because I haven't really looked at that as of yet. More of a DK person right now. So, yeah, Kareem Hunt's season. Here we go. Number one player on the big board this week, George Kittle. By quite a bit. Oh, Seattle. That's going to be a fun game. All right, uh, let's let's start it off. Is there anything that you immediately see in your FanDuel data that says, this guy's got to be in the cash lineup. We don't have any other choice. Well, uh, yeah, George Kittle stands out, I guess. At 7,700, you got a matchup versus Seattle. They're a really good offense. So you got to expect San Francisco, a run first team, might have to, to pass a little bit more on Sunday. So I think he makes a great play. I think that Kittle would make a better play <laughs> if people would hit the like button. 270 concurrent <laughs> viewers, 37 likes. Not nearly enough, everybody. Go ahead and hit that thumbs up. I'll allow George Kittle to work his way into this lineup <laughs> right now. But I, I, I'm with you there. Uh, it looks like a fantastic play. As I look at some of the other guys at the top, um, you know, Robbie Anderson is third. That's really not going to help us out. They played <laughs> no. yesterday and uh, didn't really work out the way that you would like it. Darren Waller, another relatively cheap option, but we already have a tight end. From what I'm seeing at the top of your big board, there's not a ton of salary savings to be found this week. There, are, it, I'm not seeing the you know the four 4K Jamal Williams type plays. Do you see anybody that's a, a value play this week that we should be looking at? Because I'm seeing a lot of guys in the sixes and sevens. Well, uh, the way I'd actually go, yeah, I agree, there's not a ton of value right now. Carlos Hyde uh, with no Carson. He's questionable, though, so we can't really lock him in. Josh Kelly uh, for the Chargers. If that game happens, <laughs> we're not really sure. But uh, the, the main injury I'm keying in on here is Odell Beckham Jr. being out um, for the year. And you got to expect that that just means Jarvis Landry, who is already a top, top target, is going to be targeted even more. Rashard Higgins is now a starter. He's cheap, but almost as expensive as Jarvis Landry on FanDuel, so maybe not a FanDuel play. 
And then Kareem Hunt also uh, could see some more uh, receptions without Odell Beckham Jr. So I'm really keen, uh, keying in on this Browns team. Kareem Hunt, 8200 on FanDuel this week. That is a big price tag. Jarvis Landry, 5800 at wideout. That seems to me like something we're going to want to look at. Um, he's, I guess, a little bit less valuable on FanDuel compared to DraftKings. So he is sort of like a, a target and reception monster. Only the half-point PPR on FanDuel. But I'm happy to lock in Landry now as a bit of salary savings, see where we can go from there. Yeah, I, I think Landry is a cash lock this week. Perfect what i like to hear and we got those likes up a little bit i appreciate you guys uh as we look through everything else you know we have kamara at 9k that's a big number cream hunt at 8200 still a big number we might not have many alternatives unfortunately this is a very very difficult cash build i feel like for every cash build we've done so far this season it's sort of built itself i don't remember having so many like question marks and right now Everybody looks really similar <laughs> as I'm working my way down everything. Uh, anybody else that stands out to you right out of the gate? Chat, if you have any thoughts as to who should work their way into a FanDuel lineup, don't be afraid to let us know in chat. Uh, do we get Hunt in there? Because I feel like... Um, so we got this matchup versus Vegas. The, the Browns still have a 26 team total despite uh, losing OBJ. So... I'm kind of keying in on this whole team. Just I don't think they're expensive enough across the industry. I didn't have them in before, but I do now. So we've got Hunt, okay. Landry, and Kittle in. That leaves nice. us just shy of $6,400 per player. Obviously, that includes defense as, as well. So doing all yeah, right. Let's throw in a defense. So the, the way I'm looking at this is uh, the obvious cash defense what is the Eagles' price? Because Dallas is starting their third-string QB, and if he's worse than Andy Dalton, that's not a good sign for them. Yeah, I can't remember his name already, but it's definitely like the name of a person that shouldn't be the quarterback in the NFL. It's like Danucci or something. Ah, it is Danucci. It is Danucci. I almost said yeah. Denunzio, but that's, I think, uh, beer league. and um, Not the right answer. So the Eagles are 4,600. Uh, you also have the Saints at 3600 oh, with the same the, rating. The Eagles are, aren't on the main slate, so scratch that. Perfect. Uh, I didn't want to um, pick them anyway. All right. So, um, I mean, Kansas City versus the Jets. The Jets are underdogs by 20 points, which, I mean, that's insane. That, the only thing is I don't know if Darnold really – throws picks at a ridiculous rate. So I think the Chiefs may be overrated in, in GPPs, but in cash, like that's about as safe as you can get. It's only a question about the price. I was going to say, do you prefer the Chiefs over the Saints? You do have the Saints uh, tied with the Eagles at the top spot on your FanDuel big board. Uh, $1,400 okay. $1, savings over the Chiefs as well. Yeah, the, the $1,400 makes a big difference. So that, that makes a lot of sense. Uh the, the Bears' offense has been miserable this year, and the Saints' defense is pretty good. So, yeah, I like that. Saints D in. Quarterback, <laughs> running back, two wideouts, and a flex. So five spots left to fill. We're just shy of 7K per position. So it's, it's feeling a little bit better now that we've got that Saints D in. Um, 
Probably need to get another wide receiver sooner rather than later, but we're slowly f fleshing this one out. It's feeling pretty good. If I look at wideouts now, somewhere in that 7K range, Keenan Allen, 7,400. He is the third-ranked wide receiver on your big board. Um, Tyler Lockett coming off a monster game last week. He is the sixth-ranked wide receiver on your big board at 7,200. Anybody you're looking at other than those two? Oh, well, yeah, Keenan Allen's in that game. We're not sure if it's going to happen, but I, I was just going under the assumption that it is. So yeah. uh, they versus Denver, uh, a little bit of a tough defensive matchup, but this one's all about volume. So I think that Keenan Allen is uh, 7,400. That's a little bit cheap. Tyler Lockett, uh, I mean, he had the big game last week. And uh, the matchup versus San Francisco is a little bit tough. It's cash, so we're not really worried about maybe a ownership bump he's getting, though. So yeah. I I kind of am tempted also Devontae Adams just because he's pretty much the highest volume wide receiver in the league right now. Yeah, He's, he's expensive on FanDuel, though, at 9,100. So which one are you liking? I'd be fine going with Devontae Adams, and if we need to roll that down to Keenan Allen or Lockett when we realize we run out of money, I think that's perfectly fine. Awesome. All right, so Adams in. Uh, might be a decent time to grab our quarterback now. Let's see where this plays out, but we've got quarterback, running back, wide out, and then a flex spot. Um, John Emanuel was pretty happy when we brought up Keenan, Al Keenan Allen, so we'll keep him on the back burner, that's for sure. We've got... Uh, Bird has been recommended by Stephen Leibowitz, uh, Nikhil Harry. We've got a couple of different options for some salary savings. Obviously now no Julian Edelman for the Pats this week. Out for uh, an extended amount of time, I guess. Had, had some stuff taken out of his knee. So we've got Nikhil Harry at 5,100, Demir Bird 4,900. Do either of those two guys stand out to you as salary savings this week against the Bills? Well, they're definitely salary savings, that's for <laughs> sure. Uh, as far as good players in the NFL, like not so much. But so what I'm looking at here, I, I think Nikhil Harry is a worse GPP play, but a better cash play because he's just getting targeted at a very high rate at 21% of uh, routes this year, where Bird is only at 14%. Now, uh Harry's only averaging nine yards per catch, which is bad in GPPs. But I think he should be a little bit more consistent than Bird. Although uh, I do have Bird projected a little bit higher. Uh, Nikhil Harry did not practice on Wednesday um, due to a concussion. Still in the concussion protocol. So I'm, I'm guessing that Demir Bird will look pretty good if Nikhil Harry is also out. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I think the Patriots passing game, I, I'm not loving going there in cash. Uh, okay. So maybe we can find some value somewhere else. Sure. Sliding over to quarterback <laughs> now. I want to see who you have highly ranked. Oh, surprise, surprise. Pat Mahomes. Uh, <laughs> decent line going for the Chiefs. Uh, I guess he should be expected to play pretty well. Here's a question, because we don't run into this all that often. This is this doesn't really have too much to do with uh, building out the cash lineup. Do you discount Mahomes' potential playing time at all for this week? Well, 
I do incorporate that in my model, like not as much playing time, like him getting subbed out, which I guess that could happen, but more in how much they're going to pass, like the volume. And you know, Kansas City is one of the the most past first teams in the league this season. But when you look at their overall stats, like it looks like they run a lot more than they do because they've had positive game scripts pretty much every game. And you got to expect that to be the case going against the Jets as well. Yeah. So uh, I think Mahomes strikes me as a guy that in cash you got to like, but not love because of that game script. But in GPPs, it might be a spot where the upside is a little bit limited. Yeah, quarterback is kind of tough here. You know, we've got Mahomes at the top at 9,200. That's going to be a pretty tough fit. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater is second. He obviously played yesterday, and I wouldn't want his output either way. Lamar, third, 8,300. You know, matchup against Pittsburgh is never exciting. Pittsburgh's good. And then we get into, like, Phillip Rivers, which is... If we get Philip Rivers stats from 10 years ago, then I love Philip Rivers, but getting a little long in the tooth. I am not seeing any obvious cash game quarterback options right now. Is there anything that you see that I'm missing? Well, I think in the absence of good plays uh, at quarterback, we can just pay for the cheap one. Uh, so, yeah, Rivers, <laughs> like uh, a really good matchup versus Detroit. That does seem like an option, or Tua. Uh, we really don't know what we're getting there, but he runs the ball a lot. So I think the matchup's really tough, though, versus Rams. So I'm a little bit torn here uh, on DraftKings. I like uh, Derek Carr, but he's expensive on FanDuel. So I, I'm kind of tempted just to throw in Tua because I feel like well, actually, now I'm, I'm second-guessing myself. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm in for two if you want, but... Let's, let's come back to quarterback, see how much we have left. Okay, that's fine. That's this, fine. this is becoming tough, though. It's <laughs> very, very tough. We have 6,400 remaining QB, running back, wideout, flex. Um, so, you know, in that case, we could take basically any quarterback or any running back, wide receiver, tight end right now. And if nice. we could save some salary while we do it, it's probably not the worst idea in the world. Although there's not a ton of options around any sort of cheap salary. We already have Landry, Robbie Anderson done, probably not going to go to a two tight end set. So we're running out of 6K-ish players. Yeah, Uh Josh Jacobs might be a guy I'd play in cash because yeah. uh, Cleveland's defense, they're not bad, but the, the main thing is his price here. Uh, Josh Jacobs has one of the highest workloads in the league, and this year he's getting targeted at a decent rate too. So um, he strikes me as a guy that, that's pretty good in cash. Okay. Um, so we already have Kareem Hunt and Jarvis Landry. I know that we would probably get a question about that. Is there any issue with playing Josh Jacobs when you have two sides of the other game already? In cash, you know, I, I think it's a good thing to have both Kareem Hunt and Jacobs because there's a reverse correlation between how much 
each team is going to run and that will level out your results. Um, so I think that's a good thing in cash, but in GPPs, we would want to avoid this. Jacob's in QB wide out flex 6k per spot. Yikes. <laughs> yeah. Um, 6k is not bad. Like, uh, let's look at the, uh, the wide receivers here. So, uh, it, it's pretty bleak. <laughs> T.Y. Hilton, uh, 5,500. I mean, I know people are going to be like, what the heck? Like, how are you going to play this guy in cash? He's been dust, but he's been targeted. First of all, he's playing like almost every snap. He's been targeted at 18.5%. And the Colts have a really good matchup versus Detroit, who is weak in pass defense. So T.Y. Hilton in cash could be a decent salary saver. Quarterback and flex, we have $12,300 remaining. So $61.50 per spot, QB and flex. So do you, do you mind going to Rivers now at quarterback since we have T.Y. Hilton? Is that helpful to you? No, I don't. Uh, if anything, that would make me less excited about doing it and just have all my eggs in that basket. So maybe that would make me lean towards Tua a little bit more. It's hard for me to quantify like how much he's going to rush, but I know it's going to be a decent amount, and I think that should add a little bit to uh, to his baseline. The the Dolphins are projected for twenty one points. That's not horrible, so I'm happy with Tua. I guess. All right, Tua is in fifty five hundred left at the flex. I'm anxious to see how this lineup grades out. <laughs> highest ranked or highest projected guy 5500 or below that you have first name i see carlos hyde carlos hyde's a great play this week if like with the caveat being if he plays um because he is questionable but uh with no carson i mean you know what you're gonna get with hyde a lot of rushing attempts not much in the passing game and at that price is fine. But let's slot him in now and see where we end up. Should be fun. So it's going to leave us $500 left over, which is not a, not something I was expecting three players ago, but here we are. Hide in. I, I think we're going to need to go back to the drawing board, boss. Oh, yeah. Contrarian ranking, less than 10%. Okay, okay. Value ranking, less than 10%. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little bit weird. What's our what's our projection here? Because one thirty-three point three three. Fantasy um, reason is probably quite a bit off of the optimal. I mean, just in fantasy cruncher, I might cheat. Uh, don't do this at home, but I might just run a, a crunch for the optimal. Okay. I got one thirty-five point six. So, right. I think uh, make sure to check back later on this. Uh, it's contrary in value ranking because I'm not sure if that's working correctly right now. So you said the optimal was 135? Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, if the optimal really is 135, then this lineup's perfectly acceptable. <laughs> yeah. The other punt play uh, wide receiver that we didn't mention was Michael Pittman, and he's coming off the IR, so that makes it tough to really know exactly what to expect, but he's 4,500. 
clearly a uh, high pecking order in the Colts offense. So I think that he, he could be just a pure punt. Like since there's no one we can really count on in that range, just taking the best guy at the mid makes sense. Yeah, if we swapped out uh, Hilton for Pittman, that would give us an additional $1,500 to upgrade at a different spot, whether that's Tua or Carlos Hyde. Um, being able to go from you know $6,800 Tua to $8,300 someone or taking Hyde all the way up to 6500 that would open us up a little bit. Um, quarterback, do we have that? Is anybody higher than six? Yeah, eighty-three. Or is that seventy-three? And I'm bad at math. No, it's eighty. So let's just, let's just move on to the next one. Okay. Before we move on to the next one, we need to move on to something a little bit different, and that would be a promo. Guys, you have one additional day to subscribe to awesomeo.com using the promo code PUMPKIN, P-U-M-P-K-I-N. This expires tomorrow, Halloween. It's $10.31 for an Awesomeo Plus weekly pass. That's almost $20 off the normal price. You get access to player projections, ownership projections, premium Slack, the lineup builder that we're using on the screen, and a ton more. And again, tomorrow is your last chance to use this promo code. So you want to do it now. Again, promo code is PUMPKIN, P-U-M-P-K-I-N. You want to sign up at awesomeo.com. Go to awesomeo.com slash join to do so and use that promo code. Boss, are you ready to go back to the wheel? Yes. All right. I'm really it's excited time. for this. <laughs> okay. All right, here uh, we go. Hopefully we get DraftKings GPP because I feel like that's the natural one to go to. Well, we're about to find out. I'm expecting DraftKings Cash to just truly annoy us. Here it comes. <laughs> Wheel is up. <laughs> DraftKings Cash. <laughs> now, it is a very different and distinct build uh, going from one side to the other, that's for sure. Um, you know, pricing makes this a very different equation and scoring makes this quite a bit different based on uh, additional half point PPR. So mm -hmm. I switch back to DraftKings Big Board. I'll go to DraftKings Ownership, DraftKings Projections. Guys, we have so much content. You need to be using that promo code pumpkin, but you really need to be hitting that like button. Congratulations to you guys for hopping that over 100 without me having to badger you for it. Keep running those likes up, though. I won't be mad. Where do you want to start, Alex? Who is the first guy in on a cash DraftKings build? Well, uh, the whole Browns versus uh, Raiders game just seems very underpriced to me. So I'm on my game stack and cash. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah. Uh, so Kareem Hunt, yeah, like Kareem Hunt, sixty nine hundred. Josh Jacobs, sixty two hundred. I know they were pieces yeah. that we had previously, but I mean, they look good. The team, I mean, the total of this game is the second highest on the slate. So, like, compared to what I would think about Cleveland and Vegas, and you know, like I have my pace metric is telling me this is going to be a pretty high uh, number of plays in this game. So. 
when you throw in that Odell Beckham Jr. is out, that adds a lot of value to the Browns. And then Vegas is just underpriced. So that's the way I'm leaning right now. All right. So I'm going to slot Hunt, Jacobs, and Waller probably directly in, yeah. just like we did. Yeah. Okay. That and Landry. Good. And Landry. Done. We One, could two, even three, throw four. in Richard Higgins, but he's not as good a play. He says, uh, well, uh, he's 4,200. Uh, he will be really popular this week because in week seven, he got 26 uh, of six for 110. I mean, that that really doesn't mean much to me other than, you know, that we know he's a decent player and not a great one. And uh, he's going to be on the field a lot. So uh, if we need a salary, we can come back then. Okay. So Jacobs, Hunt, Landry, Waller, all in right out of the gate. Um 5140 remaining for our remaining spots. Quarterback, two wideouts, a flex, and a defense. Um, if I take a look at your big board, I think this is a spot where we definitely want to get to Keenan Allen. 6,200. Uh, he is fifth on your big board right now. Uh, that seems to be a perfect fit for us from a salary perspective, too. How do you feel about Keenan Allen on DraftKings? I think Keenan Allen's solid, yeah. Uh, we have a match versus Denver where the Chargers are just slightly favored, so we're not worried a ton about game script. And then when we go to the stats, uh, Keenan Allen, he's been targeted on 30% of routes. That's one of the highest numbers in the league. So you got to expect his uh, workload to be pretty high here. So if we try to save a little bit of money at defense, your highest ranked defense is the Eagles at 3,500. The Bills come in second at 3,300. Tasty matchup against the Patriots. The Panthers are third, which we saw happen yesterday. And then fourth, 2,400. Bit of a salary savings. The Dallas Cowboys on the opposite side of that Eagles game. Would you prefer to save the salary here and go to the Cowboys, or do you just want to take the Eagles going up against the quarterback they found in the stands for this week. <laughs> well, uh, the Eagles at 3,500 do look like a, a solid value. If we really needed some extra money, I don't hate playing defense with a team like the Cowboys, but uh, as an overall projection, they, they're they on the low end for defenses, so I'm not super excited about them. Team's not on the slate, is it? Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, so we could go to the Chiefs defense and uh, or New Orleans is the one we got on, on FanDuel. So uh, either one of those. Chiefs defense of 4,500 is not something I'm going to be using at all. Yeah. And New but... Orleans is 3,400. That's, that's decent, but maybe we just punt defense. Yeah, I feel like... We don't have the Falcons as a punt. We don't have the Panthers as a punt. The Dolphins against the Rams. Feel- you just let that fill itself in when we're done. Take the best of whatever we can get. Yeah, that works for me. Okay. Uh, is there a quarterback that stands out to you this week on DraftKings from a cash perspective? Uh, Derek Carr stands out. I'm hearing a lot of people talking and chat about this game being a win game, though, so that, that would be pretty concerning. I think it is a little bit far in advance to really be confident about what the weather conditions are going to be during the game. But um, the 
price there looks really good. Um, but I'll just give everyone in the chat the benefit of the doubt there. Um, Cam Newton, that's he's cheap, but he might get benched. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes, really expensive, and the game script's concerned. So, um, Philip Rivers, fifty-nine hundred. This is a really tough cash week. Yeah, I mean, uh, the quarterback once again. I, I don't think it's going to be a difference maker in cash, so we'll just put in whoever's left. Okay. So the, we we still need a wide receiver and a flex to fill out. Um, we have forty nine hundred remaining for the four spots we have left. Obviously, defense is going to bump that average up a little bit. Any wide out or any real position um, that stands out to you that we need to get in there at the flex spot. Trying to filter down the big board for just running backs, wideouts, and tight ends. Well, Camaro is a guy if we have the money. Uh, the matchup versus Chicago not as exciting as it was last week. Justin Jackson would be the salary saver option, provided this game happens. He got more of the work than. Uh, oh, sorry. I was thinking of Josh Kelly. Uh, let's see. On FanDuel. Josh Kelly is way cheaper, or is, is a better play by DraftKings. Justin Jackson is a better play. So um, I'm not super excited about that in cash, but two games ago, Justin Jackson was the healthy one. and Or, sorry, two games ago, Justin Jackson, Jackson was healthy. He was the leading back last game. He was a little bit more banged up. It's a little bit hard to know what the role is going to be. And that makes it a little bit hard to, to love either of them in cash, but um, let's see, Josh Kelly, he's 4,900. Justin Jackson is 4,800. Feeling like, um, feel, feeling like uh, Justin Jackson in this spot. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's fine. Go ahead and slot him in. Get hiding, Chargers. Everyone in chat saying this slate's real hard, so I'm glad we're not the only ones having trouble making this fit. It, there's just it's it's a lot of you know mid six high six k guys, and not easy to get all the way up to some of the bigger. You know, I mean, we we know that Mahomes gets a date with the Jets this week. Like that's in theory you want to start there, but you can't, or at least it's difficult to do so. So quarterback, wide receiver, defense. 4,900 remaining per spot. I think it's time to just slot in whatever garbage defense we can find and really finish off this lineup. Sounds good to me. Uh, deepest legitimate option that we can go for a defense is the Dolphins at 2,400 against the Rams. I'm scared. <laughs> yeah, they're a terrible defense and the matchup sucks, so I don't love that. Bengals against the Titans at 2100. That seems not very exciting either, just because the Titans don't throw the ball a lot, and that's really how you score points on defense. So maybe maybe we'll have to go up a little bit higher. Oh, I'm pulling up the player pool here. Titans um, defense against the Bengals? <laughs> this is hard. That one's fine. I think uh, 
Joe Burrow, he, he's thrown some picks. He looked good last week, but uh, I think that, that one's a good one. Okay. See where we end up there. Let me get the Titans in at defense. Where are they hiding? There we go. All right. 58-50 for a quarterback and a wideout. It's okay. not too bad. Yeah, we can we can work with that. So better than uh, I was expecting. John Brown is popping up for me. Uh, not a name that gets me super excited though. So <laughs> uh, let's see, AJ Green. He kind of had a big game last week. He's forty five hundred. He's had two good games in a, a row. The targets have been really solid. And the matchup, the Bengals should continue to have to pass a ton, so A.J. Green could be a good cash play. I'm fine with A.J. Green. He looked like he uh, got his life back together last week. It was nice to see. <laughs> yeah. That, so, leaves, uh, that leaves a 7,200 at quarterback. Okay. That at least will allow us to fade some of the, the tough uh, or the less exciting options. So Josh Allen, Justin Herbert... Those both like good options. Um, I think if the win isn't looking horrible, Derek Carr probably will be my top cash QB. But I think Herbert or Allen is fine. I have Herbert rated just a tad higher because New England's defense still is very good. Herbert in. Now we're talking. So we have $300 remaining. 152.89 is the projection. Contrarian ranking. Less than 10%. Value ranking. Greater than 90%. Nailed this one. DraftKings cash lineup in the books. I like it. Herbert, Jacobs, Hunt, Landry, Allen, Green, Waller, Jackson, Titans, D. Now we got it. Now we got it. And we, We're getting pretty good at this from like an efficiency standpoint. It is 11.47 a.m. We talked a little bit of Millie Maker out of the gate. I've, uh, I've, I've done some plugs, and we still have some time left. We are getting pretty good at the hand-building process, boss. Nice. Yeah, I think uh, it, it was even a little tough, so maybe we can finally uh, build some, some GPP stuff here. We have two GPP options left. I'm taking it to the wheel. What's the final GPP lineup that we build? <laughs> FanDuel GPP. Okay, awesome. Build a FanDuel GPP lineup. Now, this could be fun because we could take some off-the-beaten-path stuff. Uh, Eric Bissell just said questions. Um, we could also take some questions if you want. Yeah, um, I'm keeping an eye on the chat, so if you guys have any questions, you know, drop them in there. Yeah, we can multitask. All right, main slate FanDuel GPP lineup. This is going to be fun to do. Uh, Marco says he calls him AJ Blue because he always disappoints. <laughs> That's pretty good. I know he's on my wife's fantasy team this year. I'll have to let her know that. She'll, she would love, she'd be happy for it. <laughs> Dave Clark says, dang, I came for DK GPP. Well, you just lost three wheel spins for that one, buddy. Ooh. Sorry, Dave. Um, so let's pull, pull up the top sacks. That'll help us uh, pick a direction to go with this FanDuel lineup here. Perfect. FanDuel GPP, top stacks tool on the screen. 
most likely top stack this week is Kansas City. Uh, they are getting similar ownership as well. I think the second spot is probably where you're going to want to go. Second highest likelihood of being the top stack, the Green Bay Packers. Not nearly as much ownership coming in on Aaron Rodgers as there is on Pat Mahomes. So are you leaning Green Bay or is there another team there that catches your eye? I like Green Bay. Uh, the, the price of Aaron Rodgers is ridiculous this week at 8400 uh, Oh, wait, this is FanDuel. Never mind. That, that's fine. Uh, yeah, so I think Green Bay is solid um, from this list. As I mentioned, I kind of like the Vegas stack. Buffalo looks like a good contrarian option. Or we could uh, roster Kirk Cousins and take the opposite side of the game. All of them look like good options, but Green Bay, let's do that one. All righty. I'll go down to Green Bay. We are going to slot in Aaron Rodgers. Where did Green Bay go? Game's on the, we, we picked Devonta or we picked Adams early. All right, there it is. Couldn't find it. Uh, are you just immediately slotting in Devonte Adams as well? Uh, yeah, I think uh, you're gonna be uh, battling uphill if you don't have Devonte Adams or Aaron Rodgers for sure. Yeah. Uh, the the bigger question then is, do you like going to Valdez, Scantling, and or Tanyan as well for this stack? That one, I'll probably, let's just wait a little bit until we see kind of how the rest of our lineup develops. Valdez Scantling at 5,100 does seem like a good value option. Um, but, man, he is inconsistent. So yeah. that, that could be a good thing for GVPs. I'm, I'm more like trying to think of who the runback is here because we got three really good players. Yeah. Dalvin Cook, Adam Thielen, and Justin Jefferson. What I'm thinking here is that if uh, I don't love picking the, the Dalvin Cook because, like, the more he gets most of his uh, points from rushing attempts, which just indicate a slow game. So maybe Adam Thielen or, or Justin Jefferson, but we're really paying up. So uh, it looks like the ownership on Thielen is pretty low this week. Uh, I don't mind paying up to be contrarian there. Perfect. Thielen in. Now I assume we're going to work our way away from this Minnesota-Green Bay game. Um, pretty chalky with Adams, not chalky at all with Thielen, Rogers, yeah. relatively indifferent. So I, I think the board is pretty open for us right now in terms of filling yeah. out the rest of our lineup. This is pretty much the exact lineup that won week one, I think, like so far. If only we could go play week one again. Oh, man, yeah. I'd probably still lose. All right. Um... So I think we just want to get a couple of good value guys in at this sure. point. Um, so Kittle versus Waller versus Kelsey seems to be a decision point this week. Um, if we're projecting a lot of wind in Vegas, then going to either Jacobs or Kareem Hunt seems like a good idea. I, I guess maybe we'll make that decision first. So uh, what do you think of this Browns Raiders game well, like and do you have a preference between Jacobs and Hunt here? Yeah, I th I think I like Jacobs better in this scenario. We're spending four hundred dollars less. They have relatively comparable projections, even accounting for um, you know the salary disparity. 
but we've got Josh Jacobs at half of the ownership of Kareem Hunt. It just seems a little bit easier to, uh, to get a little bit more unique with Jacobs for what looks like two pretty similar options. Yeah, that sounds good to me. That'll put Jacobs in, um, as you mentioned, you know, Kittle, Waller, Kelsey, the three clear top tight end options. We could get out of that tier entirely, go to someone like Hunter Henry, 5,600, if we want to save a little bit of additional money. Um, are the Broncos anything special against tight ends? Would that be a, a <laughs> direction you'd be wanting to go? Uh, well, let's look at our other options because I do like the idea of maybe paying down and then we get a different build. Okay. But, man, the options this week look kind of bad, so... It's tough. Uh, Greg Olson at 4,900. No, that might be crazy. I'm so, in. I'll uh, roster Greg Olson in anything. Ever since he was in the seventh floor crew, I'm in. Nice. All things Greg Olson work for me. Man, the, it looks like we're projecting the top three guys to have 60% combined ownership this week. So maybe you go into Hunter Henry. I was expecting, given he's like an island in price, he'd be more popular than he is. So I like that. Perfect. I, I figured my suggestions would be fantastic. Yeah. Hunter Henry in uh, saves us a little bit of salary. So we've got 53.50 to go. Running back, wide out, flex, and defense. And then we got to get out of here uh, just before noon so that Matt and Kyle can do their fantasy start sit show. Nice. Uh, running um, back in wide out and flex. How about we throw in a little bit of a contrarian play at uh, running back? Because I feel like our lineup, uh, it could use a piece that's a little bit low owned. Sure. So, um, I'm looking through the ownership. Le'Veon Bell, I like that Jets revenge game. Uh, I don't know how high owned he'll be. I mean, that's one where it's a little bit harder to project because of that factor and the factor that Chiefs are such a big favorite that maybe. Bell gets even more work than people expect. Um, so that stands out as maybe a difference maker. Uh, I think we go was... with it. I think that's a fun narrative. <laughs> okay. Let's uh, slide in Bell then. And I definitely want to get some exposure to that game. Um, you know, you're expecting points out of Kansas City. Yeah. And, I mean, revenge narrative, like, in this case, it's based on playing time. And Le'Veon Bell, like, part of the reason he picked the three teams to sign with originally was they were the Jets' next three opponents. <laughs> so, like, he clearly is going to be pushing hard again in this game. We want to slot in a defense quickly. That'll allow us to just finish off our wide receiver and flex. We've got 5,100 remaining for our final three spots. Is there a defense that looks good for a GPP? Defenses seem overwhelmingly expensive this week. Yeah. Um, so the Titans defense, I, I think, is one you called out that yeah. they're expensive this week. So that maybe we just want to go to a lower price one. Um, the 49ers versus Russ? Nah, that's crazy. Uh, the Saints defense, uh, we picked in cash. That seems like the chalk. Um, it, it does seem really tough to, to pick. So maybe 
maybe uh, Tennessee being one of the more highly priced ones. I think people are high on Joe Burrow right now. So I think Tennessee's defense isn't going to be popular. I like it. I like it. All right, so that leaves us 5,400 each spot, wide out and flex, and then we gotta go. <laughs> nice. Um, so let's let's try to find a. Oh, I mean, one option we could go to Pittman. He's 4,500. Okay. And I think he'll be off people's radar since he's just coming out to IR, but he's had a promising start to the season. That gives us 6,300 at the flex. That's more than enough to get in yeah. any sort of running back wideout or uh, tight end. If I go to your projections right now, just to find out who the highest projected guy is at 6,300 or below, we're going to land on somebody. That's for sure. <laughs> 6,300. Um, well, one guy, oh, Keenan Allen, 6,300. Yeah, let's do that then. Okay. Keenan Allen going in. We'll see how this grades out, and then we'll get out of here. So Keenan Allen in. Wait, that does not work at all. Wait, no, he's, he's too much. Um, oh, I'm on one... DraftKings. <laughs> well, oh, I, fi- okay. I filtered the, the projections for 6,300, and I was just like, that doesn't make any sense. I put him in, and we were over by $1,100. Jarvis Landry, David Montgomery, Justin Jackson, Fournette, Daryl Henderson, some of the top-ranked guys. Um, feels like Jameson Crowder could Ooh, be a okay. good idea. Um, he's certainly not going to be popular because he's a Jet. <laughs> and, uh, They're going to need to throw. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So... Um, he has been really good in the games he's played so far. The other option, Deontay Johnson, really tough matchup uh, versus Baltimore. We got Parker, who is playing with the new quarterback now, so I don't love that. The other option is Daryl Henderson uh, versus Miami. I can see the Rams running a ton in that game, so I think that could be a good idea. So I put Crowder in, as you first mentioned him, that spends all of our salary contrarian ranking greater than 90% value <laughs> nice. ranking 60 to 70. I think we knocked this one out of the park. Apparently this is an even better cash lineup than what we made for cash. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think we nailed it, but we have got to go boss. Any final thoughts before we get out of here and turn this one over to Kyle and Matt? I'll just thanks everyone for supporting the stream. Make sure to hit the subscribe button on the way out. If you're not already subscribed. And uh, smash the like, as Josh always likes to say. So thanks, thanks a lot, guys. There you go, guys. Thank you very much. We will talk to you again, Alex and I, together next Friday. Tune in to uh, Matt and Kyle talking Start Sit right now. New stream, same channel. We'll talk to you later.